0: Is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host Frederick Penny, Attorney at Law. And now Radiolawtalk.com.
1: It is our
2: number three here on Radio Law Talk, Todd Kunan. Denise Dirks, Cal Hunter, the man behind the glass, Fred Penny on assignment. Fred, we miss you, buddy, and uh, you know, get your Heine back here soon, okay? And uh, you know, I guess the way I say that, it makes people wonder, oh, what's wrong with Fred? What happened? Nothing's wrong. He's just on assignment. On assignment. Had, had uh, a conflict with the schedule today, but uh, but we do miss Fred, you know. And and did this hour. So if the first hour was criminal law and the second hour was um, the Hollywood, you know, the Hollywood legal report, the third hour is going to be more about stuff that's going on in, in state and local governments and as well as maybe private lawsuits that have at some point in time been related to that.
3: Can we stop now, (laughs)
2: <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. I wish you know if, if it weren't a three-hour show, we could. Um, you know, and we also have case. You know, I gotta tell you. Yeah, we have case or no case. Also, this hour. Um, and for, the, for
3: those of you who are joining us this oh. hour for the first time, it has been a wild ride for Todd.
2: No, it's 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 it sucked for Todd. That's what it is. Okay, so
0: um.
2: I tried to give him a
3: chance. I even purposely tried to lose. Uh, yeah, you know. And I didn't lose.
0: So so Denise tries to lose because I made a, a double case or no case a point scenario. Thinking good, we'll let Todd get a chance to catch up here, and Denise wagered three points. Todd had three points. He wagered all three. Todd lost, Denise won, Denise now has 16 points, and Todd has none. So. Let, me, let, me, let me tell you something. This, this is typical of my life. because.
2: I, I'm just Welcome go- to my world. I'm just going to say this, okay? Some people can make money gambling. Some people know how to count cards. They can do whatever. They have incredible luck. They can win money golfing. They can do things without exception in my life. Any time I have been doing good at something, like say, let's say I'm out on the golf course and and I'm shooting par through nine holes, which would be a phenomenal achievement for me. Yeah. And and then you know somebody says, well, I'll tell you what, let's go ahead and put five bucks on this next hole. That would be the point at which my game goes to pot. Okay. I could be I could be winning. I could never go on Jeopardy where you have to wager things because I could be winning everything up until then, until the double Jeopardy when I have to wager, and then the last round. The final jeopardy when I have to wager something. And the fact that a wager was involved would cause me to lose everything.
0: That's a sign from above. Stay away from
2: casinos. It it is. It is.
0: But, uh, Cal. Yes, sir. Get us started on Case or No Case. Right. Right. Now it's time to play Case or No Case. And remember, friends, no wagering. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I feel better already. (laughs) All right. I now take you to Houston, Texas. I told you this was Texas law, remember? Yes, it is. Where a well-to-do oil man, Chester Big Bud Adams, is upset. Mr. Adams built a nice new place for his wife, Loudon, and their four kids, outlying area, but in the city of Houston, Texas. For 10 years, life was good. And then along came a man by the name of Zeb Brookline. Brookline Dairy of Arkansas, who buys up all the property to the east of the Adams Place and builds a cattle corral, a big milking barn, a big calving barn, a haying operation, everything a man would need for a full-fledged dairy. Now, you know what that means. Manure smell. Noises all the time, day or night, mooing, ew. Big Bud goes and talks to Mr. Brookline and says, Hey, man, what are y'all doing? I'll buy the property from you. Just don't do it. Brookline said, I wish I could help you, Big Bud, but my dairy needs to be close to the Lone Star Milk and Yogurt Company because their motto was they sold the freshest milk in town and shorter travel time means fresher milk cuts down on its costs. He's going to stay. So Big Bud decides to go to the Houston Land Use Commission to see just how Zeb lands, Zeb's land, pardon me, was zoned, to see if it was even legal to have a dairy farm in town. Say and that it, five times for yeah, Exactly. Zeb's right, land, Zeb land, land zone. zone Zeb's land zone, and so close to residential property. And so I ask you, case or no case? Mr. Cunin, you went first last time, so Ms. Dirks, I'll give you the opportunity to go first this time. If you'd like, you may, however, defer to Mr. Cunin. <laughs> well, she's in the lead by sixteen points. Okay, I mean, come okay. on. All right, all, count right, for all something. right, all right. right. No,
3: I, I'm going to go for it. All right, okay. go for it. Um, but I need the name. Is it Bud? Bud?
0: Big Lof? Bud Adams. Yep. Big Ches- Bud Chester. Adams. Big Bud Adams. You know they called him Big Bud. You know, hey, Big Bud.
3: So he went to the zoning, mm-hmm. and it. so the lawsuit would be Big Bud versus Zeb Brooklyn over zoning.
0: Over, over whether a, over a zoning. dairy can be right next to his house. you you got a residence right here, and can you build a dairy right next to a house? That's the question.
3: So it's really damage to his property.
0: I would think property yeah. values. I would think the nuisance. The he was nuisance. concerned about the nuisance. He was concerned about the cost to his property. Right. He was concerned about his
3: kids. That his, is a, his, perhaps illegal for the zoning purposes. He also
0: thought his wife would be upset, and they'd probably have to move, and he'd have to build another house. But uh, and, no. and
3: and Zeb came after um, Big Bud.
0: Right. Big Bud had been there for ten years before they uh, before they came and built this operation.
3: But this is Houston, Texas, too, yeah, right?
0: Exactly. Right.
3: So they're kind of like big cattle people.
0: Big cattle people and big oil people. And Big Bub was in Big Oil, and Mr. Z- and the other dude was in the Big, Ca- oh, so big Cattle. so this is oil Burke versus
3: dairy. Brookline was in,
0: yeah, yeah, Burke was in c- cows, and, and uh, Adams was in oil.
3: I would say that this is no case.
0: Why would you say that?
3: Just because um, I can't really think of a good reason for <laughs> there to be a, a recovery. That's why. I just can't think of what the lawsuit would be, you know, for a recovery from, well, to make I know it worth wants to
0: He probably wants to stop the guy from building the dairy and, and saying you're outside the zoning laws. You can't do it.
2: I thought he
3: already be, built it.
0: Well, anyway, so, I, didn't anyway say, I didn't say that.
3: But, no case.
2: Okay. Uh, Mr. Coonan, what do you think? Well, that is interesting the way you just phrased that, that he could not, that he hadn't necessarily built the dairy yet. Okay, so uh, first thing I want to say that I'm very moved by (laughs) this, case or no case, (laughs) that, you know, if the dairy thing did come in and it it caused all of the smells and all that, I think that that is utterly utterly ridiculous. Okay. Um, Okay, uh, sorry, I I didn't, 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 thanks for helping me milk that joke. Okay, so... Right, I you know Harvey Holstein. I wanna, I, yes,
4: Harvey Holstein. I,
2: I want to hearken back to something here, you know, and it kind of goes back to the last segment. Cal, Cal was talking about how uh, how could you ethically represent somebody if you knew they were guilty, and, and my question is, Cal, how can you ethically give us cases that are made out of whole cloth here? How do you live with yourself? It's my job. You know. Oh my gosh. But uh, I am going to say that this. is is a case okay it is a case and i am also going to say that you can bring a case against a a something that's going to come into that area.
3: Like injunctive relief.
2: Injunctive relief yeah. without showing what's the environmental impact report, what's going to happen here, what's going to be the effect on the surrounding uh, counties. You're talking about wanting to build this in a residential area or close to a residential area. As the wind goes, that's going to be terrible. So I'm going to say that this is a case. The fact that Bud, Big Bud offered to You know, buy the land and help him do something somewhere else is
0: completely reasonable. And I think Big Bud prevails. Hmm. That's interesting.
3: That is interesting. Yeah,
0: and, and I think uh, I think uh, a logical approach
2: to that this.
3: That is. Yeah. So, I like it? the
2: fact that you seem so shocked that something I say is finally a logical
0: approach to something. <laughs> <I'm> just,
3: <laughs> right, well, I'm it, just is glad it, yeah, it is a little shocking. It is a little shocking.
0: Glad it didn't take us 20 minutes to get there. <laughs> we'll be right back with more Radio Law Talk and the answer to case or no case right here, so don't go away.
4: Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyassociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad.
6: Many women have so many clothes in the closet, but then we go to get dressed and find we have nothing to wear.
4: Ah.
8: Eating, working, living pain-free. These are things many of us take for granted. But for many adults with disabilities who are elderly or have serious medical issues, dental care is simply unaffordable. Dental Lifeline Network is looking for dentists who can change this. DLN is asking dentists and their teams to volunteer to just see one of the many patients in need. You can literally change a life. When you volunteer with DLN's donated dental services program to C1, you treat a pre-qualified patient in your office at your convenience. We handle the details so you can focus on the care. Lack of dental care can lead to the inability to have life-saving surgery, eat or contribute to our community. If you are a dentist or know a dentist, please share this message. Will you see one? Visit WillYouC1.org to help change one life in your community today.
4: speaks and the ad council
0: go to the website radiolawtalk.com you can listen to the show there and there's a lot of other good information too that's radiolawtalk.com all right mr
2: hunter Why don't you go ahead and give us a... Has Denise
3: given her answer? I did.
2: And I have given my answer. I went before you. That's right. I have a good memory. It's just short. (laughs) Um, So the answers have been given. Cal, why don't you give us a recap and then let us know how many more points I didn't get.
0: All right. Big Bud Adams builds a nice home for his lovely bride. He's an oil man out there in Houston. He's uh, all set up, been there for 10 years. And another fellow, Zeb Brookline, comes in from Arkansas and sets up a dairy right next to his big old fancy oil man house. Now, he's upset about that because he doesn't want the manure smell. He doesn't want the decrease in property value or any of that. So he decides to go to the Houston Planning and Zoning Commission to see if it's even legal to have a farm in town. He did, by the way, offer to buy out Mr. Brookline. And so the question was case or no case, correct? Yes. Now, Denise, uh, you said... No case. That's is, right. Is that yeah. And Todd, you said case.
2: I said case.
3: Case, No recovery.
2: I said case, and 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 yet he's. I think he's successful in preventing the uh, cow farm from going. Doesn't get any money, but he
0: stops
3: the oh, farm. Oh, I based see. On he the, he
0: the, stops the yeah. farm.
2: So okay. he
3: gets a judgment. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Okay. Well, I have uh, actually.
3: That's pretty good. I have that's
0: some sad news for one of you. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah, yeah. and so. Cow
2: Cal Hunter stating the obvious.
0: (laughs) Yes, uh, obvious man behind the glass.
2: Three-time Emmy (laughs) Award nominee. For
0: being Captain Obvious. And so those of you who say it was a case, may I (laughs) see. Well, you see, here's the problem. In probably every jurisdiction known to mankind, your legal theory would absolutely prevail. (laughs) However,
2: <laughs> <Except Texas. laughs>
0: as far as developmental regulations go, the city of Houston says on its website, and I quote, the city of Houston does not have zoning, but development is governed only by codes that address how property can be subdivided. The city codes do not address land use. So, yes, I made the well, whole thing up. If you've ever been to Houston, you know. You'll drive along, you'll see a mansion, you'll see a trailer, you'll see a warehouse, you'll see a farm. It, it, there's no land use uh, regulation within the city of Houston whatsoever. And that's whatsoever. really good
3: to know. That's a really good legal point that you yeah. made by your case or no case.
0: Thank you. It was just a little piece of trivia that I thought you would find interesting. And that, ladies and gentlemen, much to Todd's chagrin. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and Denise was thinking, I'm doomed on this, no, and she I nailed t- it. <laughs> I was
3: trying to
0: lose. <laughs> Well, Will you so
3: stop trying, trying my, to lose? That's my new theory. Maybe that's my new theory. Yeah. Well, you know, th- it's, that's
2: interesting. I look, For a little bit there, I was interested in this concept of a thing called an earth ship. Right. And, right, right. and it is uh, basically a, a house that's built out of old used tires and stuff. They do this, and it's a greenhouse. Yeah, they're pretty and, cool. Yeah. And and the house actually... It, The house is responsible for all the water you drink. It collects all the water. You can grow all your food. You have hardly any heating or cooling bills because it's all natural the way they build it. They have built these up in Alaska or Canada where it's freezing and they're growing tomatoes inside the house in the middle of winter. In the
0: earth-filled tires that make up the the walls. It's really fascinating. But
2: the problem with it is has ever been finding a place where you could build it? You can't build it anywhere in California. Because they're ugly. Because, well, they're ugly and you'll never pass the building codes right. and all that and so this this the the people that are the proponents of it look for what they call pockets of freedom, and those are locales that have no building codes where you can go ahead and build something like this. Taos, um, New Mexico has one, and it sounds like Houston would be another well, place where I you think, could build one.
0: I think they have building codes. They yes. just don't have land use codes. Uh, and, by the way, I, someone I know who did solar installations in California went to Houston and uh, and did some installations in Texas and the the uh, building inspector came out and said yep that's a solar panel the guy says why well, aren't you going to test the engineering and the guy says got to be kidding me if it falls through it falls through it's going to be on you yeah. Good luck. You
9: know? <laughs> <laughs> right?
0: I know. Go, I mean, go figure. Yeah, yeah. Go figure. So there is some liberty. There are some pockets of individual types of liberty, and Houston is one when it comes to land use planning. I just thought it was a, it's a fascinating that concept, is. living in highly regulated California. I,
2: I am fascinated even though I didn't get any points on it. All right. Well, and there that, we go. That is, I, and that's the score for Todd, You know right? what? <laughs>
3: Maybe it would make sense for um, me to do a case or no case, and I could lose points or something. Well, well, don't worry. I'll come up
0: with
2: a. We way. could start it, we
3: could, <laughs> <laughs> I, I,
2: since, since I'm losing, we could we could start we could start a segment called "Date or No Date," and uh, and I would continue to you know be well, that, on the on that, the losing end of it.
3: That segues right into Stormy Daniels.
2: <laughs> yes, you know something tells me I'd strike out even with her. Okay, well, no matter how many twenties I had. Depends to my pocket. on the money. Yeah. Yes. So uh, what what's going on, Stormy Daniels? The the as we as we teased this. Maybe I shouldn't use that term. As we talked about this at the beginning of the show, the the uh, Stormy Daniels and the uh, never-ending quest to stay relevant. She's got to keep her name in the news. What happened, Denise?
3: Well, she got um, she got arrested in Ohio, and it was. Um, she was stripping in a strip club, and she was uh, arrested for violating the Community Defense Act um, that says dancers at a sexually oriented businesses are prohibited from touching customers and vice versa. So she was arrested by the Ohio police, and she claims that um, that it was politically motivated, their arrest, because Ohio is a very pro-Trump state, and the, the she felt like she was um, being wrongfully arrested. But she doesn't sue for wrongful arrest. Um, again, Michael Avenatti is her attorney in this case, and she sues for defamation. Yep. And the weird thing about that is there's a huge disconnect from the facts in this case to defamation. And she already lost a defamation claim against Trump, and she was ordered to pay a lot of attorney fees. So, what is her motivation? I mean, that's the question, right? Attention.
2: Attention, and I have my theories. We talked about it, but we've only got about 45 seconds left for the break. If you would like to chime in on why you think Stormy Daniels continues to incur the ire of the weather of Ohio. I like the way I did that one there. Go ahead and tweet us. You can hashtag, or just hashtag case no case. We'll see it. Or tweet us at Radio Law Talk. Or even
3: call in, Denise. 855 Law Radio. 855-529-7234.
2: And I will give my conventional puffery answer after the
0: break. You're listening to Radio Law Talk. doesn't get any better than this, and this is Radio Law Talk on radiolawtalk.com and on your favorite radio station. We'll be right back. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com.
10: To schedule your appointment. The cost of getting rid of garbage is high, and recycling products is lucrative. If you're a business
0: or know of a business that needs an individual compactor or baler, call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. If you already have an industrial compactor, baler, or shredder and need service, don't forget to call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. Northwest Compacting, your full-service industrial compacting and baling company. Read more about them at northwestcompacting.com
6: Many women have so many clothes in the closet, but then we go to get dressed and find we have nothing to wear. So- ah.
4: Radio news
7: the office of special counsel Robert Mueller issued a statement last night disputing the accuracy of a BuzzFeed news report that personal attorney Michael Cohen had been directed by the president to lie to Congress. Today, President Trump reacted to the statement.
9: It was a total
0: phony story, and I appreciate the special counsel coming out with a statement last night. I think it was very appropriate that they did so. I very much appreciate
7: that. President Trump making his comments on the White House lawn before boarding a helicopter to Dover Air Force Base to meet with families of soldiers killed in Syria. Trump scheduled to make an important White House announcement on the partial government shutdown and funding for a border wall. Trump saying this about Speaker Pelosi.
9: She's under total control of the radical left. I think that's a very bad thing for her.
0: I think it's a very bad thing for the Democrats. Everybody knows that walls
9: work.
7: You're listening to USA Radio News. Money!
9: Money! Money!
7: Money. You gotta have it. When
0: you need it, what do you do? If you don't have a rich uncle, call Tree. With us, hundreds of banks compete for your business, so you'll get loans with competitive interest rates, and in some cases, with no closing costs. So here's the deal. If you need money, call us. Do you want to refinance your current loan? Are you 62 or older and interested in a reverse mortgage? Then call Tree now. 800-634-1315, 800-634-1315. We've closed over $250 billion in loans. We know what we're doing and can help you. Call right now for a free quote.
10: 800-634-1315, 800-634-1315, 800-634-1315. That's 800-634-1315. NMLS number 1136.
0: You're listening to RadioLawTalk.com. And now, back to your host, Frederick Penny. Well, I'm not Frederick Penny.
2: I am Todd Cunin, standing in for Fred Penny here. And we have... Oh, and, yeah. I was looking for a complaint during the break, and and right as soon as we come on, I find the complaint. <laughs> so Stephanie Clifford, otherwise known as Stormy Daniels, has filed a lawsuit against the officers that arrested her, a $2 million lawsuit, lawsuit—and and claiming that her arrest was politically motivated. And, you know... So so, what do you think, Denise, what do you think her, uh, her motivation for filing this lawsuit is? Do you think it is strictly because she honestly believes defamation or do you think it's something else?
3: I don't think she can prove defamation because, in my opinion... She's already put herself out there in the public, so she's a public figure. She has to show actual malice um, and that there was no truth. So truth is not a defense to that. These officers, she's claiming it was politically motivated, but there was a code section, a a city section, a city code section that allowed for them to um, arrest her. And that was known as the Community Defense Act. And um, the prosecutor dismissed the charges ultimately because he said it was inequitable because it only applied to those who are regularly performing at the club and didn't would not apply then to Stormy Daniels because she was just a guest um, uh, to perform at the club. So, and, and, and the chief, Kim Jacobs, said that during her arrest, one element of the law was missed in error. And so the charges have been dismissed. So that was corrected um, pretty close to immediately after it was even announced she was arrested for, t- you know, t- allegedly touching a female um, officer, undercover officer. So it was a sting. We know yes. that. We know she, the allegations are she inappropriately touched a female and that may or may not have occurred. Um, and then she was arrested and that is a fact. And then the charges were dismissed. I don't see defamation. I what, just don't see defamation.
2: Well, let's clarify a couple of things here because okay. you know a lot of the defamation stuff we got because a person who's not an attorney writes a headline and says she's suing for defamation stuff, but in reading the complaint her complaint is not necessarily defamation-oriented. Oh, it could be something Her else. Her complaint is abusive process-oriented. Oh, that I'm, makes I'm, sense. I'm going to look at... It, this is this is paragraph number 26 that she is alleging. She says, Defendant officers determined in advance that if Miss Clifford did not meet all of the elements of... And they, they give the code section for the offense. That they would fabricate the missing elements or deliberately omit elements on any criminal case... Against her. That is a key and a very inflammatory allegation against them. That is. And that is forming the basis of about four causes of action that she has in the complaint.
3: False imprisonment? Is that one of them?
2: Well, what she's got here, first of all, is. uh, um, she is supposed to be free from unreasonable searches and seizures, and she was arrested on something less than probable cause. So
3: civil rights violation.
0: Well, well, my question is, wouldn't any of those fall under a criminal purview, like making up information or something like that? Why, why would this case not go to the DA for a criminal complaint against the officers? She wants money. She, well, well, and attention. Well, and here's here's the thing. Both of those, a
2: criminal case and a civil case, can be heard concurrently. It be parallel, I know. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if they... I mean, look, she is making the allegation that they did this, but she has probably zero proof... That this happened. This this is a this is a way for her to make an allegation, to then go ahead and get discovery under a colorable claim, and try to get all of these reports and depose police officers. It's like throwing spaghetti against the wall and seeing what sticks. So the first one is the claim for relief for violation of the Fourth and Fourteenth Amendments of the Constitution and of Ohio Common Law. That's the unreasonable
0: search and seizure, unlawful arrest. Got it.
2: What, if,
8: what
0: if she's wearing a body cam? Well, well, Stormy Daniels was wearing a body cam during well, all of this. A,
2: as a stripper, mm-hmm. I don't know where she'd
0: be concealing. That's it, but, exactly um, my point. That was, <laughs> I mean, that, that, I, but I'm, I'm saying
2: there
3: might be one place. The, <laughs>
0: officer, <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> officer could have. <laughs> the officer could have had a body cam to prove the case against her. <laughs> if, <clears throat> well, maybe. But but is that not? I mean. Isn't that part of, uh, I mean, there's
10: evidence it, in it, the
2: case. It could be. It could be. And, and, and so the second cause of action, so the first one is is false imprisonment uh, and, and the no, Fourth Amendment violation. Uh, the second one, the second cause of action is also under the Fourth and Fourth Amendments. But oh. what they're saying is it's malicious prosecution yes. and deprivation of liberty for more than five hours based upon this. The, the next cause of action.
3: See, that's a good cause of action, I think.
2: So, so the next on on what uh, grounds? Well, well. So what they're saying is, when the uh, her allegation is, the officers knew that this law did not apply to her. They knew beforehand her allegations. They knew beforehand. They went anyway, and they arrested and they conspired amongst themselves yeah, it was that a sting. if the elements weren't there, they were going to
0: fabricate them anyway. Right.
2: Which, if true, yeah, it's
0: pretty bad. But people get caught in stings all the time, and they're just embarrassed by it. So they try to react and maybe outsmart the cops with a civil suit. I, I agree.
2: But listen to this. Listen to this. Okay.
0: You know the the DA.
2: When when the, when an officer when gets to burdens of proof, when an officer makes an arrest, what does the office? What's the burden of proof for making an arrest? The officer has to have probable probable cause. cause. They yeah. don't have to have proof beyond a reasonable doubt. Right. Okay, and if you are filing a civil complaint, I don't think that you have to have proof beyond a reasonable doubt to justify filing the complaint. I, I think True. you have to have reasonable suspicion that something occurred, and it's questionable whether or not that even rises to preponderance of the evidence. You don't have to have a jury-worthy standard of evidence. In order to justify filing the complaint.
3: But to keep it going, you have to have some prima facie. Case right, you and at least I, have to meet a certain well, level of, for the cause of action
2: and itself. And I think that's what happens. You get the discovery process, and if after the discovery process goes on, there's not enough information, one side, usually the defense, is going to file a motion for summary judgment and basically say, Judge, after giving all the evidence back and forth, there's nothing here to support it. Okay, so we've gone through two causes of action. The third is that uh, it's uh, she's a victim of criminal conspiracy on the part or conspiracy on the part of the officers. Well, hard to prove. Okay. Well, it, it may be, but if the discovery comes out that the that more than one officer decided they were going to fabricate evidence, well there's your conspiracy, then the last one is abuse of process or the the fourth cause of action is abuse of process. It's interesting because there's a typo in their complaint. They have two fourth causes of action. Okay, which <laughs> well, happens when you cut and paste these things. Yeah. Uh,
0: um, Depends on how much you pay the lawyer. Right? Oh.
2: <laughs> so so they're arguing retaliation, that she was retaliated against by the officers because this was a politically motivated. And then the fifth cause of action, which they have listed as the fourth cause of action here, is that by maliciously releasing false statements to public newspapers and broadcasters and on social media platforms That's strongly implying that she was engaging in immoral conduct, she
0: suffered defamation. So now let's get real about this. Let's get real about this. If somebody files a complaint against Stormy Daniels, it's public record. And why is it public record to protect Stormy Daniels from the very things she's concerned about? The reason we run stories on who's in jail. The reason we go to the police blotter and check. Part of that free press obligation is to protect the people who are in custody. Yes. So I think this is kind of turned upside down a little bit. The fact that they said, here's a news release, we, we, we arrested her, we're alleging these things, that's really, I, I think, being pretty transparent about the whole I, thing.
3: My thing is this. Why this particular night when Stormy Daniels is going to be there, why did they put, decide to do the sting on that night? Because Why they did they put it? a female officer in there?
0: Because they'd heard in other jurisdictions that she had done this very thing—that she had done inappropriate touching—and saw all the, in other jurisdictions, which she had, she'd been arrested for that. So uh, that's be my guess if I, that's how I'd respond if I were the cops, because she has a record of doing this in other jurisdictions. This, this is this is what I see. This is what I see being the basis.
2: And I want to be clear here. I'm not saying I think she's got a winner. Okay. But if if I if I was looking at this as far as a legal theory that maybe justifies filing the complaint. So the law that they are citing for his basis of the arrest only applies to dancers that regularly perform at the location. It doesn't apply to people that are visiting. And they would have known before going in that Stephanie Clifford is a guest there, and and they would have known that this does not apply to her. It applies to the folks that regularly are employed there. Makes sense. And 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 the chief
3: of police came out and said he's not going to enforce this provision anymore because it's inequitable. It should apply equally to everyone and any, any performers and not just the ones who regularly perform. Yeah, I
0: right. take that to the city council.
3: So the chief of police yeah. came out and said that. I'm telling you, there's going to be more to this story.
0: It, there, there is. Nobody. And, yeah. and, but I think for
2: the most part, we've asked, why is she doing this, even if it might be a weak case? And we've got less than a minute left, and I'm going to say this. Because she makes money on crowdfunding of people that view her as a thorn in the political side of conservatives. They will continue to make money. And even though she had to pay Donald Trump a bunch 300, almost 300,000. 300,000, that was probably less than she got in crowdfunding. And I see her and Avenatti going, as long as we keep filing this, we're going to
0: keep making money and we will be back. Yeah, show me the money, right? Yep. Right, 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 right. All
3: right, stay with us. We've got one more segment to give you.
0: This is Radio Law Talk, and we're glad that you're listening to us either on your favorite radio station, and I hope you thank them for doing that, or on radiolawtalk.com, where we have all the podcasts of previous episodes as well. Stick around. We'll be back here fairly shortly on Radio Law Talk. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com.
4: Cancer categorizes over 100 diseases. Though we do not diagnose, treat, or cure cancer, GCN team is offering the Clemson University study where there was up to a 95% reduction in cancerous cells when exposed to a plant-derived mineral supplement. If you or a loved one are searching for answers to this horrifying disease, come to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. We'll email you a copy for free. That's 877-878-4203.
3: Pain in my neck, back, and shoulders has really gotten worse.
7: Relief for body pain is here with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Well, the last thing I want is to take another pill. So what's so good about Sunny Bay Heating Pads? Sunny Bay Heating Pads, made by Biomed DB Design, right here in the USA, come in all sizes. Our extra-large microwavable heating pad for back pain is designed to be large enough to cover your entire back. It's also perfect to wrap around your legs, knees, or shoulder and neck.
6: But
8: I need to know they're good quality.
7: Of course, Sunny Bay heating pads and pillows are often an Amazon choice, and it's easy and most affordable when you purchase your Sunny Bay heating pads right from our website, sunshinepillows.com, or call us 253-678-1361. Hey, a Sunny Bay heating pad
4: would make a great gift, right?
7: Yes, and they start at just 19 and free shipping is available. So call 253-678-1361, or shop for your Sunny Bay heating pad at sunshinepillows.com.
9: At WolfHillAmmo.com, we love shotguns. We offer the best specialty shotgun ammo on the market, including our defensive combo packs for home and retreat. Our less lethal combo is good for animal control, the four-legged kind and two-legged. When lethal force is necessary, reach for our stop-em-drop-em or our home defense combos. These five-round packs include different heavy hitters to protect your loved ones. Visit WolfHillAmmo.com to see our great prices on these combo packs and other specialty shotgun ammo rounds. WolfHillAmmo.com.
7: You're
0: listening to RadioLawTalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick
2: Penny. Frederick Penny on assignment. Todd Kunin sitting in for Fred in the host's chair. I'm usually here every week, but sitting over in the, uh, in the position of not prominence. Denise Dirks in the position of prominence. You know, before we went to break, Cal said something. <laughs> I say that, and he immediately freaks out. Oh no! What's this wingnut going to say now? But what uh, uh, no. But Cal talked about thanking your radio station if you are listening on the radio, uh, also listening online. And just wanted to give a shout out to some of the radio stations we are on. Uh, 1370 in Red Bluff and Redding. That's KRAK. Yeah, crack Radio. KRAC. KSOJ FM 101.7 in Chico. 1380 AM in Sacramento and 950 AM up in Auburn. Now that's California. We are also in Nevada, KNNR, 1400 a.m. in Reno, KNNT, 98.5 FM, Battle Mountain. We're in Ely, Nevada, Hawthorne, obviously the Amargosa Valley, 101.1 FM on a 1530 a.m. in Shakopee, Minnesota. We are also on KYAH in Utah and Big Dallas, KBDT, 1160 a.m. in Dallas and on the Armed Forces Radio Network, Thank you very much for carrying us. If you're listening online and we are not in your area, call your local radio station
0: and fix that. And, uh, by the way, one quick note also on KPAY on Sunday nights in Chico, California. KPAY. That's right, the rebroadcast Yeah, on the K-P-A-Y. top giant. Yeah, big station there.
3: Yeah. All right. Good. Now that we've exhausted the lawsuits of Stormy Daniels, I think we should talk about birth control. What do you think?
0: Sure. Why not? It all seems to tie together.
2: Well, you know, if we've if we've gone ahead and talked about, uh, let's see, the inappropriate touching of somebody who. <laughs> <laughs> is in one industry, I, I you know it's not supposed to happen, but when it does happen, you got to have a backup plan. And what's the birth control issue that we're talking about now, Denise?
3: Okay, so the um, the <laughs> Obamacare or the American what is it called? The American Care Act. A, the a- C A C. F- F- yeah. Affordable. Care Affordable Act. Care Act. Yeah. I knew I yes. had the ro- yeah. wrong yeah. word. Yeah. Uh, there is a provision in there that allows for religious groups um, or non-religious groups uh, the ability to not. Provide insurance coverage for birth control. So this has been challenged in two separate courts. We have U.S. District Court Judge uh, Wendy Beetlestone. Uh, um, she st- was in California and she issued a temporary injunction. Injunction, I'm sorry, that covered 13 states and said, "No, you can't enforce this exception. All the employers have got to provide coverage." So then um, a federal judge in Pennsylvania, she also put out a ruling out there saying that I'm going to do an injunction and it's going to be nationwide. And so she has a nationwide injunction that will prohibit this exception. And what had happened was that there was a slight exception in the Affordable Care Act, but Trump under Trump's government, he actually expanded that except, exception. And um, and that's what's really we're talking about. We're talking about the accommodations in the Affordable Care Act and then the expansion that was done um, under the Trump administration.
2: And I believe it was actually, Beatlestone is the judge who made it the nationwide um,
3: Oh, I got juncture. it backwards. Yeah, so So,
2: so, mm. so that step did. You know, look, I think all parties are looking at this, and you can have arguments on either side. The way it stands right now is there is a nationwide injunction by, if I had any issue with it, it's the problem that I see with some of the procedural mechanisms here is when you have one judge in one jurisdiction can make a decision that affects the that affects the entire nation. And I know that there are some Supreme Court judges that have an issue with this. And I, I think that one of the things that we can gain from this is this may be, along with others in the Affordable Care Act, may be what spurs ultimately the issue brought before the Supreme Court so that it can be settled. Is a federal judge in a single jurisdiction authorized to make a decision that affects the entire nation? Maybe they will rule that they do. Maybe they will rule that they don't. I think that's a broad uh, issue that needs to be addressed because there's there's some confusion over over that and it does seem to be a bit hodgepodge. And the other issue is going to be whether or not this restriction, that, it is is that is something that is constitutional and, right. and ultimately so you can look at this and you say oh well you know I, for those of you that are all for the restriction that are upset with the judge's ruling okay, just understand that ultimately you're going to want the Supreme Court to rule on this and you have to have a first step here where this happens so that it, the appeals process starts and it gets to the Supreme Court. They can't hear it if nothing ever happens.
3: Right and it, and it always is more attractive for the U.S. Supreme Court to take on a case if the jurisdictions are at odds with the other too. Absolutely. So um, here these two jurisdictions are saying that you can't take away that workaround provision that was in the Affordable Care Act because it doesn't give people, uh, women specifically, any opportunity to get birth control. And so what uh, under the Affordable Care Act, uh, to, that workaround... To get,
0: to get birth control paid for by their medical insurance. Yes. They can still get birth control. They just can't get the insurance to pay for it.
3: But that's not right. It's not right, because it what about is a the health... the men
0: who want birth
2: control? Well, they
3: get Viagra. That's Think not about what I'm saying. No, they they, that's, that's yes, not, they that's, do. That's
2: not birth control. That's, uh, that's birth that's enhancement. That's birth but enhancement. That's my point.
3: There's, <laughs> there's a dichotomy in health issues between men and it women's looks, health. Hey, hey.
0: Obamacare does not pay for Viagra, by the way. I'm just telling you, it doesn't. It does not.
3: Congress it gets it. Yeah. <laughs> care. Yeah, uh, it maybe
0: they only, only if it is prescribed as a blood pressure medication and then under very specific circumstances.
3: So, well, you know this. How yes, do you know Well, because
0: this? I'm 66 years old. <laughs> you know, that's how I know this. I mean. You
3: know. <laughs> no, a- anyway, I think that it's really a- an interesting thought because under Obamacare, they did have a way to work around it where there was a third party insurer, and Trump took that away. And I think that's what's going to be. You've got to give the opportunity for women to have their health coverage. Because I will tell you, there's a lot of women out there that have excessive bleeding or they have problems, and they need to have birth control. That's what helps them. And it is a medical necessity. But
0: the, not workaround, just the current workaround in the law is, if it's prescribed for that purpose, it's fine. It's that there are people like Hobby Lobby. This is the Hobby Lobby case. where they We don't want to pay for abortions. We don't want to pay for birth control. We believe that's a matter of individual conscience. Our conscience is we don't want to pay for it. If individuals want those services, they can go get them. They're certainly available. Already, I mean, birth control is ten bucks a month if you just pay for it genetically, generically out of your own pocket. It's available, so I don't understand the whole premise for the suit. It's not like women are being denied birth control; it's there. You can go get it. So I, I'm but I'm missing something. I guess. I, I
3: I just I think that that's not fair. I Maybe, know.
0: Yeah, fairness issues, probably.
3: Well, yeah. it's more than not fair. It should be a health, si- it's a situation about your health. I mean, to to conceive or not conceive is a decision about your health. It's right. a decision right. about your body and what you want your body to go choices, through. Well, choices, that choices, almost choices. sounded
2: like Hamlet right there. To be or not to, to be. Conceive <laughs> to conceive <laughs> or not to conceive. <laughs> but that is the question, right. you know. And,
0: but it, and, is, it is about choice. You're right. It is about choice. People make choices. Do I want to have a child or not? Do I want to put myself in that situation or not? Those are all choices. I agree agree with that. It's a good point to me.
2: So the long and short on all of this is and I think the one what we can take away from just the discussion we've had here is that there are passionate arguments on either side of the coin. And I love it it's and great. Yeah. and it's great that, that there's passion about and it and that this yeah. is something that is going to have to go up and be settled by the Supreme Court the the, the specific issue about whether or not the workaround should be should be uh, halted or allowed, and specifically the reach for which a judge in one jurisdiction has the authority to Issue an injunction that affects all jurisdictions. That's the big and, well, the, the yeah.
3: reasoning behind that judge making that decision is because the states would bear the expenses from women seeking state funded con- uh, contraceptive services and from unintended pregnancy. So the state's going to pay no matter what. The question is how much. So that's how she uh, justified extending it to all the states is because it's really a state's issue.
0: A jud- and, and I would argue, okay, but it's still judicial overreach. Well, <laughs> you, and, you know. and, and 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 quite frankly, so she's in Pennsylvania, right?
2: She's in Pennsylvania. And so if I'm in Montana and my state says, hey, I got no problem with this, why is it that the judge's decision in Pennsylvania that might be applicable for the state of Pennsylvania affecting me in Montana? And that's what's going to have to be settled in a forum other than radio law talk because our (laughs) three hours are
3: up. And we left you with teasers about other things that we didn't get to discuss, but we'll get to them. And if you have suggestions for us on topics, please contact us at www.radiolawtalk.com yep. or info. at info yeah. Yeah. at radiolawtalk.com.
0: Take us out, Cal. All right. Well, listen, uh, thanks, Denise. Thanks, Todd. Wonderful. And, uh, Denise, it's a pleasure to lock horns and listen to the way that your mind works. It's awesome. It's really a fun thing, and I know good for our listeners as well. Thank you for listening to us, folks. This is Radio Law Talk on your favorite radio station and on radiolawtalk.com. We'll see you next week. You have been listening to radiolawtalk.com. A copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk, Incorporated.
9: Radio Law Talk.